Welcome to the conversation at airsafe.com. I'm your host, Todd Curtis. What follows is an interview I had on the 28th of July, 2014, on the BBC radio show Newsday, where we discuss an upcoming meeting at the International Civil Aviation Organization in Montreal that was to discuss issues around flights over zones of conflict, an issue that was brought to the forefront after the apparent shoot-down of Malaysia Airlines flight MH17. Newsday from the BBC World Service. Planes carrying ordinary paying passengers fly over war zones. And should there be a collective international approach to flight safety issues? Uh, there are some of the pressing questions facing the aviation industry following the loss of the Malaysian Airlines plane over Ukraine earlier this month. Now, the UN International Civil Aviation Organization is meeting in Montreal in Canada in the coming hours. And let's have a chat with Dr. Todd Curtis. He's the founder of airsafe.com which is an air safety and security website. He joins us from Seattle. Uh, great to have you on, Todd. Um, what do you think can be achieved from a meeting like this one? I think the best thing that can be achieved from a meeting like this is an airing of the issues that are faced by the various international partners in aviation. Uh, and what so are the issues that you refer to here? One of them is the ultimate responsibility of the safety of aircraft over conflict zones. And now ICAO, as part of the UN, has some... Uh, responsibility in sharing knowledge with its member states and with making suggestions. But it's up to the individual member nations to make rules that will actually be implemented. Uh, do you get the sense that countries can actually um, issue notices to airlines about incidents like what we saw in Ukraine? Oh, absolutely. And in fact, uh, nations do issue uh, notices uh, both general notices to their citizenry and specific notices to civil av aviation on a regular basis. However, there's a vast difference in the ability of different nations to issue uh, notices that are backed by information. The United States, for instance, has an unparalleled set of, of assets, military and national security assets, satellites, etc., to have a very detailed understanding of risk in virtually all areas of the world. Most countries don't even come close to that capability. And um, some have actually said, though, that it might be harder to do. Again, giving the example of the U.S. having issued a warning um, regarding the Israeli airport. Uh, certainly, and that's something where the U.S. government, through the FAA, issued the warning. But in my opinion, it was based on a variety of information sources that most other countries simply had no access to. So in essence, you have a situation where some countries have a much uh, more detailed idea of risks than others. And as a result, some countries could be allowing their airliners to fly in areas that are too risky. And finally, uh, what's the one thing that should actually dominate the agenda in Montreal? I think the one thing that should dominate is the understanding that the public has of what the risks are. That is, is there, are there a set of rules and policies in place that allows the traveling public the access to the information they need to make useful decisions as to whether they should get on that airplane or not. Great talking to you as usual. Thank you very much. Todd Curtis, again, his website is airsafe.com. For more information on recent crashes and other significant aviation events, please visit airsafe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.